0: have before us the opportunity to forge, for ourselves and for future generations, a new world order, a new world order. Child sex trafficking. The deep state is trying to destroy Donald Trump's presidency. Loose the battle plans of heaven. It's all about control.
1: Broadcasting live to the world now, it's the Weekend Vigilante, Sheila Zelinsky. Hi everyone and welcome to this edition of the Sheila Zelinsky Show for this May 25th, 2017 edition. So glad you could tune in today. Very quickly before we jump right into the program, go subscribe right now. Stop what you are doing and go subscribe to my YouTube channel before June 18th. Why should you? Well, I'm going to tell you why, but go do that. I'm going to tell you why. It's really exciting time to be subscribing. I'm going to tell you that at the end of the show. You're going to want to listen to this True Legends, the grand prize giveaway, how you can win an all-expense-paid trip to Branson, Missouri, this September for the event of the year. And who better to have on? in a theme to this contest is my good friend. It is Steve Quayle, who really needs no introduction, highly acclaimed researcher, author. And guess what? Now we can actually also add to that producer. Steve, I got to tell you, first of all, unbelievable. Awesome. I know awesome doesn't really cover up, but Holocaust of Giants watched it on Vimeo. I'm telling you, this thing, I, I actually felt like I was watching a Hollywood production. So it's not just the visual, but the content, I guess, just wow. Is, as the young kids today say, OMG. It was spectacular, Steve. Stunning work. Gold standard. You set the bar high on this one, Steve. Well done. Kudos for this spectacular work in the latest documentary, Holocaust of Giants. Very nicely done, my friend.
0: Well, thank you, Sheila. And what we're trying to do is teach people the relevancy of current events in the light of God's declared word. I'm fed up with the attacks upon Jesus. I'm fed up with the attacks upon God. I'm fed up with the occultists having a heyday. I believe that the fulfillment of the scripture, there's nothing that's been hidden that is going to be made known. I believe that's happening before our very eyes. And in the book Holocaust of Giants, What is so fabulous is that each step of the way, and I have to praise the Lord for this, Sheila, God brings the right people at the right time across our path in such non-scripted, mind-blowing settings that I just marvel and I go, this is cool, Steve, step out of the driver's seat, let Jesus take over the reign, you know? (laughs) And I'm serious, I've learned that now, obviously not just in this, but our lives depend on depending on him. Our lives depend on hearing on him, and the future plans he has for all of us, Sheila, who are washed in the blood, redeemed by the overwhelming act of God's love expressed through Jesus, filled with his Holy Spirit, is just simply learning that God knows better than we do, okay? I know that sounds crazy, but too many people try and help him out with their ideas. It's fascinating that in the Holocaust of Giants, by the way, the name changed from There Were Giants the Holocaust of Giants just simply because you can't get away from the Holocaust that the Giants reaped upon human beings. So one of the fascinating things that, as you've seen in the DVD and the video, that's overwhelming is when Joshua and Caleb went into the Promised Land and God told them he would be with them. God did something through the children of Israel that caused the giants we 're talking anywhere too from twelve to eighteen feet tall giants we 're not just talking about some quote Bible scholars say the Goliath was you know maybe seven feet max. I categorically reject him because all and and, and those thoughts i won 't name names, but what we 're talking about is that the giants fled in absolute fear and panic. They fled west from the Middle East, obviously, and they fled to the island of Sardinia. And Sardinia is a fascinating island because it's called the Island of the Giants. It's basically south of uh, the Italian peninsula. The Naragi culture which built literally up to 30,000, if you will, almost circular observatory-like uh, structures, astonishingly replicated throughout the island. Now, a lot of people, including James Cameron, start in Sardinia on the legend of Atlantis. When you talk to the Sardinians, they claim to be the descendants of the Atlanteans. So in the movie that we have uh, available on DVD or on streaming through Vimeo, and anybody that's going to listen to Sheila's show, I recommend you go and stream it on Vimeo immediately because you're gonna be able to get access to it and the international freight costs more than the DVD. For those of you around the world, outside the United States, especially in Australia, New Zealand, any place, South Africa, just go on Vimeo and stream it. Now, that's important because as we're talking today, Sheila, one of the central themes that comes through in all of our research, and for the record, we have advanced teams out now, multiple places in the world. We know by the grace of God what the next episode will be. Understand, we just uh, had the DVDs available uh, from, let's see, it's Thursday. They just became available to ship on Monday. So God is accelerating the production schedule beyond what I even thought. He does things at light speed. And when I say at light speed, because He is the light of the world, I'm not trying to be, quote, religious. I'm just telling people, that the revelation coming forth the amount of eyewitness testimony artifacts And revelations in the headlines, even on Matt Drudge, of genetic engineering, lead us back right to the golden age. It leads us back to the uh, legendary civilizations pre-Adam, meaning prior to the creation of Adam, that God judged ancient civilizations and supernaturally with cataclysms because they got into realms of evil that now are portrayed daily in the headlines on Matt Drudge and all the scientific newspapers and magazines around the world. I want to make it very clear, and I've been on talk radio for 25 years as a host and as a pretty regular guest on some pretty big shows. The bottom line about giants is Jesus said, just as in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man, or the days leading up to the coming of the Son of Man. The reason this is critical is because the gates of hell are opening, And Sheila, not a day goes by that I don't post on on my alert or at least make reference to it in a week of all the emails I'm getting from Christians who genuinely love Jesus Christ that do not know how to put into a biblical framework the things that are happening to them. Genesis 6 is the absolute, if you will, Rosetta Stone for understanding the presence of evil in this world. Many people can quote Ephesians 6, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. And they think that somehow by acknowledging that, that gives them victory the reason giants are so critical is because it was the basis of satan's rebellion against the creation of god that angels were forbidden to mingle with And he has sought to destroy the coming promised one through Jesus Christ the Messiah. That's why when God saved Noah and his uh, family, they were the only ones that were perfect in their generation. That didn't mean they were morally perfect, and as we know later, but it meant they were genetically perfect. And if you think about that, and I've seen all the projections of how many people, tens of millions of people were uh, alive and other entities during uh, Noah's day— That's a pretty scathing indictment. In other words, let me make it simple. Jesus said that if he didn't shorten the days for the elect's sake, there'd be no flesh left alive. So the flesh that's complaining, well, just, I'll tell you what, I've heard this. Well, why can't we just love each other? I don't want to, almost like they pull a Barbara Bush statement, I don't want to trouble my beautiful (laughs) mind. I said, well, you may not want to trouble your beautiful mind, but the is power, spiritual wickedness, and demonic entities are going to not give you a free pass. Pastor Langford said a powerful thing, Sheila. He said, you don't have to go looking for trouble. It's going to look, come looking for you. Yeah. You don't have to knock on its door. It's going to knock on you. So the thing is, when I hear that, number one, it's a juvenile statement. Number two, it's a statement based on fear. Weren't we told to embrace the whole counsel of God? And if Jesus said that shortly prior to his second coming that this is going to be the order of the day, I think it it behooves people. And let me give the final answer, uh, you know, beyond going to a 10-hour, you know, railing on uh, (laughs) such a juvenile thought, is simply this, is that God's word declares his people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Not the world. The world deals more widely with one another than the children of the light. And so therefore, God's people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, not because it isn't presented, but because they reject it. Obviously, I get the maybe one crybaby to a, a hundred people that are saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. And and would you just, do you have that email I just sent you? Yes. Uh, will you You want to read just that part of it? Now, here's a guy. That's looking for answers in the Word of God, and and just read it if you would, Sheila, because I want you, I want people to hear it and know that you're reading it because I sent it to you from somebody else who's saying this stuff is blessing them.
1: Steve, I recently watched the new documentary you produced, "True Legends: Holocaust of Giants." I'm currently studying through Ezekiel and found it amazing the correlation between the 26th and 27th chapter with the judgment the Lord proclaims in those chapters. Absolutely amazing two huge exclamation marks thank you so much for gifting this information that finally gives clarity and truly makes the word of god come alive i love your work and god blesses me daily with the info that you and your team produce keep kicking butt for the kingdom making the word of god come alive that's a big compliment steve and i agree with it
0: Well, thank you. And again, one of the things that is critical to people is understanding this. The cannibalism that you're seeing on the TV, people, there's actually a Fox TV program. Cannibalism is a central theme. Everything associated with WikiLeaks and Pettigate involves cannibalism. It involves human consumption of children and body parts, not to mention aborted uh, babies. If you can't see why this is critical, I challenge your uh, encounter with the living God, because Jesus said his people that they'll know the truth, and the truth will set them free. And Jesus said he's the truth, the way, and the life. So the thing that I think is, is astonishing, Well, the kingdom of God plays in the sandbox, and I'm not talking about God's kingdom, I'm talking about those who claim it, the devil is marching forth in Unimpeded rage, okay? We know from the book of Revelation. The problem is, you know, she was, people err. They just don't know the power of Scripture. And the children of God don't know the power of the living God, and nor have they learned the power of repentance. I'm going to say something repentance always precedes power. You have to have a repentant mindset to be able to receive the life and power of living God. Good example, John the Baptist came before Jesus. Good example, they had to wait in the upper room, you know, for the promise of the Holy Ghost. Good example, repent and believe, you know. Good example, every transformed life in the New Testament was someone who came into contact with the King of Glory, the Prince of Life, and Jesus Christ, and they are immediately response was forgive me God for being a sinner there is a power of sin this is what I don't think people understand and especially you know sandbox Christians okay they have to realize that there is a war going on when you accept Jesus your eternal fate is surrendered and given into his hands that when we die, we go to be with the Lord. When the unrighteous, the wicked, those who reject Jesus, they go to hell. And people don't like that concept, okay? And and have you noticed, Sheila, the theme of cannibalism now? Even National Geographic was running articles on what fillets of people are the best. Now, this is why I want to make this critical, and then we'll just talk about anything you want to talk about in the DVD. It's a masterful presentation of eyewitness testimony of the cover-up of the Catholic Church, the bones, the skeletons, and everything else we encountered in uh, South America is followed suit into Europe. And if people would understand, here's the bottom line underscored in parenthetical inserts with a thousand exclamation marks. If you understand Genesis 6, everything in history, the control of it, the manipulation, the outcome, the preparation for the return of the final battle between Satan and his angels, and God and his holy angels, and the redeemed of the Lord versus the damned of the devil. So this is why this is critical. It's critical because Daniel was told by the angel to seal up the vision, for knowledge would run to and fro until the time of the end. Remember that? Daniel's famous yeah. uh, vision encounter with a, with a uh, messenger of the living God. The point is, we are at the time then. Now, that doesn't mean it's tomorrow, next week, or even next year. But the situation of genetic manipulation, genetic... And, and let me share this. One of the ways you find out whether a person... Was eating human flesh is to basically check their uh, waste, their excrement, and there will be certain enzymes that do not appear, obviously, in someone who's a vegetarian or someone that's even a meat eater. So, uh, for years, the, the powers that be under the influence of the Smithsonian and, if you will, the official lying bunch of devils, L-B-O-D, okay, there you go, a new one for you, <laughs> instead of the other one, lying bunch of devils, has tried to cover up the true history. Now, they hate the fact that the Bible declares that there was a group of angels, one-third of the angels, we're not talking about just the 200 that fell at Mount Hermon initially, because the Bible says there were giants in those days prior to the flood and after those days. Those guys are present day rulers of this wicked day. So, getting back, God is, he, he's not only allowing the evil men to unleash that which he had bound for this, the love and the protection of his creation, I'm talking God now, but also concurrently with that, God is releasing a very powerful anointing where men and women are getting it okay, and they're getting it and they're standing up and And let me share this you're going to have to come to the same conclusion I am Sheila is you can no longer understand them nor should you waste your time the people that want to argue about everything okay the answer is you're walking forth in faith believing what God has called you to do as every Christian must do so the thing is and, and believe me after 25 years you know it's about time, I probably figure this out. But the point that I'm making is this. Get the behind me, Satan. is simply Jesus making it known that whenever his people step out to do the will of God, the devil will always be on their heels. I'm sorry it's going to be that way. So, you know, it used to be the statement, lead, follow, or get out of the way, you know? Well, unfortunately, you can't get out of the way because it's in our time frame. So get back to the DVD, okay? Holocaust of Giants. What before I go on, because you know, I'm just giving you the introduction now, tell me, because again, I love to hear back from the people that are viewing it, tell me the things that were the most striking to you that maybe you've never heard before but never really were able to put into the general picture until you watched that.
1: Well, when you guys go from the mounds of America to the megalithic ruins of the island of Sardinia, you know, you've got that cascading Mediterranean Sea in the background. We're talking about desecrated bones that are being shown in this video. And these testimonies, I think, was really impactful for to me and especially when that guy said you know that eyewitness said the Catholic Church was involved in the massive cover-up you know as soon as these guys would dig up the bones he explains what what quickly happens I mean these massive sepulchers the tombs of the giants the visuals for me as a visual when Tim got out that tape measure and measured that one grave something you said really got me thinking though I just kind of had a fall out of my chair moment you said there's a trillion dollar black market for extraction of the DNA from tissues and bones of dead giants, and that itself was jaw-dropping. The reemergence of the rafaim, I don't think people really understand the implications of that alone. I thought the first two were so good, but this one is even better, and I don't know how you can top the first two, but for lack of a better word, Steve, it's absolutely epic.
0: It is epic, and it's epic because, again, Tom Horn comes from his background, Assembly of God, uh, preacher number of years, administrator uh, for their whole, if you will, the Assembly of God at large. Uh, Tim comes from the jungle of Ecuador. I've nicknamed Tim, by the way, Jungle Man, okay? <laughs> Here you got a guy that, and, and I say that with due respect, uh, a young man going into the jungle. And by the way, he's a PK. He's a preacher kid, you know, and he wanted to go the most inhospitable place and basically prove God that God was able to take care of him. And when Tim, if Tim will write his uh, biography, I promise you this. It's probably one, and I only have uh, read parts of it, you know, but it's one of the most interesting things. So the Lord takes a kid, and, and Tim's 33, 34, brings him through all that, and he devours this stuff. And people have watched him. No, he knows his stuff. And, you know, Sheila, it's interesting because one of the great uh, mistakes that my job, I'm 66, you know, I hate saying that but anyway I am <laughs> I get a cue I say I'm 66 and then people say you need to grow up I said no nah, I think I need to go back I was more fun as a teenager <laughs> but the point is is that we've got life experiences so the great mistake that's made is those of us who have been at this for a long time in my case I've been say 44 years okay 71, 72 is when I got saved. I was in film school. And from that point on, when I got saved, I was tutored by a brilliant electrical engineer professor at Montana State University named Don Boyd, who taught me the Word of God. Wow. And he taught it to me in such a, a powerful way. And then I started listening to Derek Prince tapes. I'll tell everybody the most important series of Derek Prince tapes i ever listened to was a spiritual conflict series now it's on dvds derrickprince.org that set me on my quest and god revealed so much to me and i mean outside of learning he put stuff in my spirit he taught me and then he told me i would know him through a very special way in his word you know i get a lot of flack but i just tell people i've never told anybody to take anything i say until they take it to the Lord in prayer, but most people just want to basically slam the messenger and not take responsibility for their time. Having said all that, my generation needs to train up and release the people that will carry on in our stead, because Sheila, uh, you know, those of us who came up through the Jesus movement, uh, you know, in the late 60s and early 70s, a lot of us are, are going to be with Jesus. Unfortunately, there's a generation that's growing up that knows not God. My, And I'll tell you what's cool, though. Oh, now I'm getting excited. I'm really getting excited. The Holocaust of giants, there's nothing in there that their kids can't see, okay? But the young people are getting it. You see, God's not letting them grow up with all the garbage in history. God's given the truth of history. And when I get people, moms and dads emailing me telling me their kids are having dreams at, you know, four, five, and this is, these are literal age, four, five, six, seven, and eight, and articulating stuff that there's no way anybody but the living God could have taught them. I'm not talking about parroting something I said or Tim said or whoever said, you know, Tom Horn. I'm talking about kids getting original stuff from the Lord and their parents being afraid, and then the little child turning to mom or dad saying, Mom, Dad, you don't have to be afraid. Jesus showed me how he's going to send his angels, or Jesus showed me we're going to have power. I'll tell you what, you know, I'm not good at doing backflips. You know, I'm grateful to basically be able to, you know, do whatever I can do. But the thing is, if I could do a backflip, I'd I'd rejoice because it's like Sheila, the Lord in his wisdom, and God knows he knows what he's doing, it's like he's skipping a generation and the younger people the millennials, I think a lot of those guys are going to basically perish due to uh the control they've allowed others to take over their life through being plugged into virtual reality that's all i'll say okay and and again i'm praying for every mom and dad to really start uh, honing in on their kids not just going oh where did we go wrong just suck it up and say lord i went wrong show me how to correct the wrong redemptively okay listen i do not know why whining has come you know we need to have a victory chant of all hail the power of king jesus not wine you know what i'm saying trust me this this stuff is so rich in history the giants are absolutely throughout the world Uh, i think i've got what 10 books in print now two out of print. But the thing that's uh, astonishing, even today, Sheila, if you haven't seen it, today is May 25th. Go to my alert section and read uh, Dr. James McCanny. You've had him on your show before, haven't you?
1: I believe I have.
0: Yeah, the astrophysicist. I mean, brilliant man. He's been in Ecuador running into little people. I mean, when I, I'm not talking uh, derogatory about, you know, any little people. I'm talking like the Menhuni of Hawaii. I'm talking about the little alien that Klaus Dona uh, brought to the public in uh, the Atacama Desert of Chile. I'm talking about, when I say little, I'm talking six to eight inches, Okay. Well, people used to laugh, mock, and scorn, and let me make this clear to people. I don't believe when I wrote Little Creatures, I was doing it because I was a nursery rhyme-starved child, okay? There's a reason why I have done what I've done, and I will give account to the living God for what I've done, but the Little Creatures, Sheila, every week, multiple people are having stuff, and I'm talking Christians, okay? are having weird stuff happening. And and I would say at this point, the majority is 50-50. Little creatures on one hand and uh, UFOs and orbs on the other. People need to know that God's authority is true. When Jesus said, behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you. He's not kidding. And neither should you be. So back to true legends, the Holocaust of Giants. Well, I, and I think I may have said this on your show, and I'm not saying this to draw attention to myself. Can you imagine 24 years ago, I'm on talk radio, a couple of the very first shows I ever did, maybe within the first month, I made this statement. Out of the blue, I said, and you'll know we're at the beginning of the tribulation when cannibalism becomes the headline of the day. Yeah. Now in those days, the only cannibalism was if somebody went down in the Andes and had to eat somebody, the Donner Party or John Packer, and there were there were specific instances of it, or you'd hear the stories, uh, you know, of cannibals in uh, the jungle. By the way, where Tim wasn't is, isn't going to be allowed to go. That's the area where you know, I mean, it was cannibalism center. And isn't it fascinating that the Lost City of El Dorado? I'm not losing track. The Lost City of El Dorado is absolutely uh, linked, if you will, not only to golden pyramids and stuff, but also to cannibalism. When 125 people disappear without a clue, you know, I'd say that uh, basically the clue is they ended up on the menu. Now, if there's a reason that we're being told that, you know, maybe cannibalism is the best way to provide food sources and we just basically chop it up, you know, change color and turn it into soil and blue instead of soylent green, you know, or come up with another name. The cannibalism meme, and here's what I've got to share with everybody, was loosed in the earth because of what is being released in the earth. Sheila, let me share this with people. They can get the DVD, dot com. They can order the DVD or they can stream it on Vimeo, unlimited streaming, and they can do that now. The DVDs are in stock. I promise you, for those who are skeptics, who ridicule, mock, when we're interviewing 98-year-old men were paid by the Catholic Church to dig up the bones, to crush the bones, but oh, by the way, make sure you find all the gold, the rings, and everything else, and the giants are currently being excavated in Sardinia, and when I got film crews they are being surveilled, you've got helicopters in the sky watching your every move, don't tell me that this stuff is nonsense. There's a new, a new particle accelerator, and you're going to love the name of this, Synchrotron light for experimental silence and applications in the Middle East, okay? Now, I want to say this again because the acronym is SESAME. Where am I going with this? These guys know exactly what they're doing when they come up with their acronyms, okay? They know exactly what it is. You usually have a superficial meaning, but then you have a, if you will, a luminous telegram, telegraph, or in this day and age, email. Synchroton light for experimental science and applications in the Middle East. and this is basically you're going to love this under construction near Amman, Jordan, whose members are Bahrain, Cyprus, Egypt, Iran, Israel, Jordan, Pakistan, the PLA and Turkey now. Those people all hate each other's guts, but what is significant, okay, very significant, is it's close to the area of, guess where? Mount Hermon, okay? Mount Hermon is where the original 200 fallen angels landed. Now, let me give everybody a little cartooning, and by the way, as you're listening to Sheila's interview, you can go on YouTube and, and look up 1001 Arabian Nights and or look at the Open Sesame cartoons. Right. I don't know if most people remember it, but Open Sesame, there was Ali Baba and his 40 thieves. That's the name of the uh, the individual. So he goes to a cave, in this cave are treasures beyond whatever you can imagine. And so they say Open Sesame and voila, all the treasures of the Cave of Treasures are opened. You even saw this genie. So what I'm saying is simply this. There is a universal consciousness. Now, let's flash forward, because when we're in the desert southwest, Tom Horn, Timothy Alberino, and I, and we're interviewing one of the most well-respected Pueblo, actually he's a Zuni elder, and he's telling us that the Giant Society, now when one of the Native American elders, Cliff, made that statement, everybody else's eyes got big. I mean, this wasn't, you know, one of the guys there was, if you will, the governor of all the Pueblo nations, I think it's 29 guys, a very famous artist, and they all look to him because they do respect their elders, and Cliff said, look, I'm 80 years old. I'm going to tell. What's going on is the Native Americans who belong to the secret giant society get together periodically and open the Stargates, okay? And by the way, Tom was there, Tim was there, our film crews are there, so this is in the multitude of witnesses. And the giants appear before him, kind of like just the original Stargate movie, kind of in a liquid uh, metallic uh, mirror." and they tell them what's coming on the earth, almost fortune-telling, but they also tell them that they're coming back. Well, flash forward to the uh, pilot that flew the dead giant out of Afghanistan. Uh, Multiple years later, almost 10 years later, he's in a pub, I think in New Mexico. Uh, A Native American elder comes up. He, He wants to do a sing or speak over him in his tongue, and he looks at him and says to the pilot, the Native American elder says this, He says, you have seen giants, they are coming back upon the earth soon. Fast forward from there, and here's what we see. We see the same thing, and obviously, you know what our questions were. Take us to the bones, nope. And then I asked the very important question, why do you venerate or almost worship the very entities that are coming back because they're the ones that ate you out of existence in the first place? Let me share what happened to the Pueblo people and the, and the Navajo and, and one of the smartest men in the world who happens to be a uh, PhD, I think multiple PhD, Native American, basically said, my grandfather would have told you that the Kivas, and you've re- you heard that in Tom's presentation, yeah. that uh, basically ritual magic was brought into the Pueblo nations and the people, Aztec, Inca, and Maya, who fled to the north, basically taught them ritual magic. They opened up the kivas, which we'll call them what they are, stargates, and out of this came the giant cannibals that destroyed their civilization. So when we spend time at Chaco Canyon, Sand Canyon, we're at Mesa Verde talking about all this stuff, I can tell you one thing. This is not the national park. It took unimpeachable evidence to even get the National Park Service to admit there was cannibalism in the desert southwest. Well, guess what? While we're doing our stuff in Sardinia, Tim finds an obscure manuscript, Timothy Alberino, talking about an inscription that's on a North African town about the giants fleeing from Joshua, the usurper. In essence, it absolutely validates the fact in Numbers 13:32 and 33. You know, there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak. We were as grasshoppers in their eyes, and so we were in theirs. And so the thing that's fascinating is that, get this, from Sardinia, if you want to say this, Sardinia was a launch pad for the giants to go everywhere and anywhere on the planet. The Canaanites, okay, were obviously into child sacrifice, burning their children in the arms of Moloch, slaughtering innocent babies, cutting their throats, and and, and literally the Philistines, we have have actual drawings. It shows a giant Canaanite on a ship headed west with the little guys rowing. And so here's why this is important, ladies and gentlemen, and this is why... There's no way people could have received this type of revelation. This is the very stuff that Newton talked about. At the time of the end, uh, a group of men would be raised up, given understanding amongst much clamor and much uh, mockery. Uh, I don't know. You maybe can find that quote and read it. But it's it's really, really important that people recognize this. This is God's doing, okay? We're fortunate to be uh, you know able just to say yes sir and obey and say hallelujah because this is amazing stuff let me make this clear to people when people say what does this have to do with Jesus I have gotten responses from all over the world of thousands T-H-O-U-S-A-N-D-S of people giving their hearts to Jesus. Got another one the other day and it was from a lady that said, I finally understand. People were wrestling with this fact. How could a good God, how could a moral God, how could a loving God send forth the children of Israel into the promised land and tell them to slay every man, woman, and child? It's because they weren't human. They were hybrids. Yeah. They were hybrids. And God in his wisdom knew that had the children of Israel basically had sex with everything and every one that came along, that there would have been no seed of the Redeemer. It's about seed. It starts with Genesis 3.15. It goes through until the end, until the end of the harvest. The Lord of the harvest sends forth his angels to gather that which is his. Sheila, This is the Rosetta Stone, okay? This is the absolute. central theme of the word of god i'm not talking about jesus christ and salvation but it's a central theme of understanding the war and what jesus did when he died to redeem mankind the whole world lies in the evil one the whole world so how is it that every place and there's no exceptions that we go and speak to the elderly or those who are you know if you will the medicine men, the, and so he said, well, they're lying. Well, I'll tell you what, they know the difference between evil spirits and good spirits, and uh, 90% of Americans can't figure that one out. But the point is, is that this is a central theme, the Holocaust of Giants. And the cannibalism that's coming out, people almost laugh at it. But they've got to see it's the appetite of demons expressed through humans. Demons want one thing. They want the blood. Why do they want the blood? Why do the Satanists want the blood? Why do all the Hollywood stars partake in Satanism? Why are they mocking, you know, continually Christianity? Because they feel that Lucifer gives them power. But they see in Christianity, you know, sandbox mentality Now, there are men and women of God who are standing up to the powers of hell all over the earth, and I bless you in Jesus' name. Uh, You've got South African Christians calling together, what, a million and a half people for uh, for countrywide repentance. You've got the Australians. God bless them. I'm telling you what. Some of the Australian Christians, I mean, you get them together as South African Christians, they all need to be imported here. Because these men and women mean business. I'm not saying Christians in America don't, okay? But what I'm saying is simply this. There is such a powerful evil unleashed. And Jesus said, if He didn't shorten the days, and someone said, you always repeat that, it's because you don't get it yet. <laughs> if he, if Jesus didn't shorten the days, there'd be no flesh left alive. And and that's what people don't understand. That doesn't mean you're going to turn into a bunch of vegetarians. It means you're going to cease to exist. So what we what we have now is we've got open sesame. Alibaba and his forty thieves have turned into basically Satan and his minion thieves. You know, he comes to rob, steal, and to kill, and to destroy, and to pillage, plunder, and and that's why I say this. America, Americans, people who love this country, your God is who made it great. Those of you who worship the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, look, the God of Islam didn't make it great. Buddha didn't settle the United States. Shep should, and that's a hard one to Pronounced, but supposedly Zeus commissioned him. Some people call him Daedalus, to make this robot, 100 feet tall, and he had a life uh, blood in it, and what was it called? Uh, ICOR, I C H O R. And anybody that has ever seen, uh, you know, some of the old science fiction movies, they usually show this guy up. But what was interesting is a mechanical, in this case, bronze giant was filled with a life force for something to animate. Can you imagine, Sheila, when, I'm kidding you, the the -the state-of-the-art robots become demon-possessed? No one else ever talked about that, and I did. And I'm only saying this. Look, a man has nothing except he receive it from above. If I knew this stuff 25 years ago and have taken the hit for 24 of those 25 years, then it was important for God's people. But during that time, specific people got it. And so for those that have ears, hear today what's being said. For those of you that have eyes to even see beyond the headlines, Look beyond the headlines and take it to the Lord in prayer. Because what we're seeing, Sheila, is the complete annihilation of the human race and the human genome. Don't kid yourself. The Human Genome Project was to identify all of the seed of the Nephilim. I want to change again to some authors, even ones that you know I write with. Nephilim is not the same thing as a giant. You could say that giants descend from the Nephilim. But the word Rephaim, and Tom Horns now using the word Rephaim, because I think it's significant. It's important not to confuse the two. The Raphaim are the giants. It comes from the word Rafa, the dead. And so when you even look at the things that are going on in, in the world and the idea that the billionaires will live forever, But the peons, you're toast. And what's the number one thing they want? Ye shall be as God. Same promise in the book of Genesis is now being made through technology. And the technology is accelerating. And it's no longer accelerating every so many months or it's accelerating every single hour. The minute, the minute that somebody finds a discovery that a simple discovery can change the entire world of genetic engineering overnight. By the way, Yellowstone Park, I hang out there a lot. I was down there two weeks ago filming 14 hours for a special I'm putting together on Yellowstone. Not about the super volcano going to blow. But most people don't understand that one of the geyser pools with the thermophile bacteria was responsible for changing the world and their ability to genetically alter DNA. So the thing is, you know, what I'm, I'm telling people, the holocaust of giants, the fallen angels want their kids back. The DNA is going to reconstitute the giants of antiquity, the evil spirits that were not human, not a fallen angel, but a hybrid are going to come back into that. And I don't know if you saw the big story, but Ancestry.com and whatever, something 23, you sign it, You, they own your DNA. By hook or by crook, they're going to get you in their book, okay? Sure. And let me share, God's got a book of life, okay? God's got a book of life. The Egyptians have a book of the dead. Yes. And now you're going to see scientists come up with a, if you will, the book of numbers. They'll come up with a trinary code because, again, binary DNA or the double helix is as interesting and unique to us. But, Sheila, I've got to share with people, please acquire. And look, I'm not just pitching my book, but acquire xenogenesis. It's that critical and let me share this in Xenogenesis chapter 13 when the dying CIA head and one of very very high up and through a friend of mine will got me his testimony and about why the chemtrails are changing the colors of the rainbow by the way those are not pretty rainbows in the sky those are basically diffraction and spectroscopic patterns. Of the chemicals they are using. Look up spectroscope. As the CIA agent stated, that by destroying the colors of the rainbow and the visible light spectrum, they were going to create a spectrum in which the evil entities which have bound can come back into our dimension. Boy, that sounds interesting. Sheila, have you seen the Kirlian, K-I-R-L-I-A-N, photos of Wi-Fi signals within your house if you're on Wi-Fi?
1: Yes, I have, and that's frightening.
0: It's frightening. So imagine this. Imagine each one of those colors has a, if you will, chromatic and harmonic effect on your DNA. You get what I'm trying to say?
1: Yes, yes, and, you know, it's frightening about all this. You know, you're talking about DNA. Look at this Oculus Rift now that all these kids are fascinated in using this headset. Well, studies are showing that these kind of gaming devices are actually, they're not only changing Listen to this, folks. Changing your children's brain wiring, but it's changing the DNA at a cellular level, Stephen. And riddle me this, Steve. Why is every single video game got the main character as a demon? I mean, it is an eclectic mishmash of demons throughout religion, theology, demonology, mythology, folklore, Greek mythology, Egyptian mythology... All these video games contain these deities. That is fascinating. So not just are they rewiring your brain, rewiring your DNA, but they're also completely scripting an acclamation to our children of of demonic deities. This is a sci-fi.
0: Oh, yeah. Look, here's the thing. Virtual reality is another word for, I would say this, the wicked spirituality that is already absorbing their life and i'll call it, you know what i call those things soul suckers okay yeah. now don't get mad at me gamers and for the record i've never played a game for the record i have no issues with gamers except to say this if your identity is solely spent in the virtual world you're already on the other side but can i be a christian and still play video games if you were to surrender Jesus, you wouldn't. Yeah. Okay? That's right. Because here's the thing I'm trying to share with people the chromatic and the sonic influence, and people don't understand infrasonics and they don't understand infra imaging. Just as you can put stagnation, uh, a massive amount of information in a single photograph, you know, in other words, a code within a code. What do you think these devils are putting into your kids' video games?
1: Mm, yeah coats and chips and implants and vaccines and chemtrails and being bathed in a toxic soup. You know, this kind of reeks of terraforming. So the question is, what are we being terraformed for? What purpose, Steve?
0: Well, Well, look, that's a good question. Basically... I think those who are useless eaters are being prepared as a uh, food source for those who are coming back. Somebody said, "Well, these things have no sense of time, dude. I was told by uh, military spec ops people that when they come back they're hungry and they, that they don't see that they've been in uh, suspended animation or stasis. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you, you remember, most people can you know uh, relate to this. You know you wake up and you're hungry, so are they. I think another thing that people have got to understand, I would say this that this is the most critical DVD at this point that anybody has ever done to prepare and to inform you in a biblical perspective of what is coming your way. And, it, and again, Sheila's already seen it. And as for the record, she's one of the people that thought first. That's how much you, uh, I value and I respect your understanding of this. And, and, you know, here's the problem. We're all racing against the clock. So ladies and gentlemen, please support Sheila Zelensky because uh, ask yourself this. Those of you who have been blessed and and are blessed by her, what do you do when her voice is gone? What do you do when my voice is gone? People, I say, throw a party and get drunk. I said, good.
1: (laughs) No, Steve, they secretly love you. (laughs) We know we do. Hey, listen. I want you to tell people why they need to be in Branson this September, Steve.
0: Let's talk about that, Sheila, because we've added Henry Gruber to the speaking list. Thank you oh for bringing gosh. that up. Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be a powerful time. Not only will you have a consistent presentation of history from prior to the fall. I mean, people want to know, when did the angels rebel? What came about the rebellion? Who did Adam and Eve's children marry? Real simple, pure genetic stock. They married each other. Their kids married their kids. You don't have to look for some secret thing when it's obvious, but here's the thing. Branson will have Henry Groover sharing probably one of the, some, not one, some of the most amazing, miraculous things. I think I know why God held him back until the last, okay, was simply because this thing is not just informing people, it's anointing people. I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, Gideon had 300. Are you giving me 3,000? Branson will hold 3,000. Wow. Because again, these are hungry people. And so I'm believing it's going to be probably one of the most powerful presentations. It's at the Mansion in Branson, September 15th through the 17th. And ladies and gentlemen, I, I think you're going to love the venue. I think we got a, like a 20-foot by 40-foot screen, you know, one of those big LED screens, so we can present our uh, information findings. It's going to be Derek Gilbert. It's going to be Dr. Michael Lake. It's going to be L.A. Marzulli. It's going to be Timothy Alberino. We're going to have Anselm P. Rambla, one of the most famous explorers in the world there. Uh, Obviously, Tom Horn will be speaking Friday night. I'll be speaking Saturday night. And uh, it's going to be a pretty um, astonishing presentation. And, And I think people have got to understand that the information will provide, if you will, An understanding for you. I think what God's going to do with this thing, Sheila, is answer people's questions. And then the anointing. I know this. Pastor Langford has been prayer and fasting. Kim, his wife, has. So I think people are going to be blessed and be able to hear. Obviously, DVDs will be made available. I'm looking for transformation and power to flow transformation in the people's lives, because look, can I tell you something? This is all about men, and, and I guess I'm one of the oldest guys there, oh no, but the point <laughs> being is, is that, you know, is that everybody's got a long time in the ministry, and when I say that, you know, even the young guys, you know, when you've got a world-class explorer Anselm P. Rambo, who by the way, uh, is going to share stuff that he's never shared before, and he's getting the age where a whole bunch of people are getting the age where look here's what I know here's what you need to know and this is what I haven't told him now and Anselm he never felt it was the right time and now he said this is the right time.
1: Well in the waning moments I can't imagine them not knowing but give out the websites where people can go right now get a copy of the Vimeo and also get a conference <laughs> ticket give the information out Steve.
0: Okay, thank you, Sheila. First of all, for uh, the Vimeo, go to truelegendstheseries.com, 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 and then if you want to go on immediately and register for uh, Branson, it's Gen Six Conferences. That's spelled G-E-N. S-I-X conferences, gen6conferences.com. And you'll see, uh, you know, an uh, interview with Tom Horn. And by the way, I don't know if Tom means this, but he said this is probably the last time he speaks at a conference like this. You know, he's done them for so long, and a lot of guys are just basically – getting to the point, if there are true legends series, by the grace of God, the Lord is raising up younger people, you know, and somebody asked me snarkily, what happens when you die, or my favorite is, I only know you're telling the truth when you're dead, Well, what happens if you're dead before me and you never listen to the truth? I'll leave them with that, Sheila. (laughs) You know, here's the deal. It's not about personalities. It's about the message. And people can, you know, be religious. They can get on their uh, snark boards. They can get on their criticism. But at the end of the day, how many people have they led to the Lord? How many day, at the end of the day, how many mouths have they fed? And I think a lot of people that listen to you and I and Doug Hagman and David Langford, Think that because they say they know Jesus that they're saved. Jesus made it real simple. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, didn't we do this? Didn't we do that? And he'll say, depart from me. I never knew you. It's not whether you know Jesus or not. Do you know that he knows you? are you in relationship with him and believe me uh when you got the rock and others uh hollywood's most famous highest priced stars praising satan openly laughing and the christians being so meek and uh and mousy i'll tell you what may god arise and his enemies be scattered i believe god's going to do something sheila and thank you for this time together i think this is one of the most powerful and let me say this again They have to get this book, Little Creatures. I'm telling you, Sheila, I can't answer all the emails. Uh, Again, I'm, I'm just coming off of one production scheduled to another, and it's a big deal to get all this stuff together. That's what the producer does. It's funny. Me. I'm the guy that has to pull it all together. But God is enabling me, and he's bringing people. We've got some people that are volunteering, and we've got some people that need jobs. And so the only way we can finance these, ladies and gentlemen, is by selling our DVDs. So those of you who buy the DVDs, you're helping us with the next one. And I'll I'll excitedly say to the. Everybody and to everyone listening, if you thought number three is amazing, and I think it is, I think it's amazing. Obviously, you heard Sheila say it's amazing. Number four is beyond my ability to describe. Because of the content and where it's taken place and what you're going to see. Because what you're going to see and what you're going to hear, every tongue that has mocked, ridiculed, and scorned, this stuff isn't real. Let me just say this. By the grace of God, you'll have to deal with your own heart before you start worrying about, you know, everybody else's.
1: Well said. Well, and personally, I just want to say thank you, Steve. Kudos for this amazing documentary, You've got the book out now with Tom Horn, The Cloud Eaters. Folks, get a copy of the book and get the video. This is a really unbelievable duo. And then cap it off with a ticket to the hottest event of the year. I can't wait to see you, Steve. Thank you for everything you do. 25 plus years as a watchman extraordinaire. Thank you for what you do and God bless, Steve.
0: Well, Sheila, blessings to you and thank you so much.
1: Folks, that was Steve Quayle from stevequayle.com. That's Q. Q-U-A-Y-L-E dot com. Not like the bird, but Q-U-A-Y-L-E dot com. Can't imagine anybody not knowing Steve Quayle, but hey, there are new listeners. I'm surprised how many new listeners are tuning in daily. It is amazing. Well, listen, I would love to see you out in Branson, and I promised you at the beginning of the show I was going to tell you how you could win yourself a deluxe grand prize giveaway package The whole thing is valued at close to $2,000. It is travel. It is hotel. It is an event ticket. So what do you have to do to get your name registered in the draw, which is June 30th? Very simply, right now, go to weekendvigilante.com. Wait for a banner to come up. Just scroll around on the website. I think it pops up around 10 to 12 seconds and also you'll see my social media icons at the top right on the pink bar. Follow me on Twitter. Like my Weekend Vigilante Facebook page. There's more details about the contest there. So make sure you get entered. If you do that before June 18th, guess what? You get registered automatically. And we're going to have some subsidiary prizes as well for some signed books, a copy of the DVD, a copy of Steve's new book. We're going to throw in a couple packages together. I'm going to give you my book, Power, Prayers, Warfare that Works, a copy of Green Gospel. So there's lots of prizes. I'm also going to video very soon. I'm trying to get set up for that. I've been consulting with a professional on What that looks like and apparently it's a little more complex than I thought but you know what God willing I want to be going to video this summer this fall giving you the truth behind the headlines combating the fake news prophecy and the deeper things of God all that combined into one shot really some exciting stuff on the horizon I'm really excited about it. The sprint to keep up with all the changing technology of broadcasting and equipment and video and this whole digital world, it's exhausting. And it's costly, too. And as Steve said, you know, if you feel that you've been blessed by my ministry, very simple, you can go donate. And there's plenty of ways to donate to this ministry to keep me on the air. If you've been blessed by my show, then consider becoming a financial partner of it monthly. Any donation is, is important, I think. You know, maybe God gave you that good job so you can support ministries like this that are impacting the world for Christ. Tomorrow on the program, you have got to tune in. It is my good friend, Mark Murano. He was the director for the Senate Environment Committee under George W. He is awesome. He is hilarious. He has 2 million hits on his debate with Bill Nye. The end is nigh, guys, I call him. You have to tune in tomorrow, which is Friday. I love you guys. Good night and God bless.